today we're starting a new series called Reset. This is a time of year that many of us are hitting the reset button in our lives, and we're starting over in some area. Um, don't, you don't have to raise your hand for this one, but many of us have eaten way too much food over the, the past month or so. So from Thanksgiving to now, and many of us are going, you know what? I got to hit the reset button in that area of my life. I got to start over. I either got to eat better. I got to start exercising more or something. I got to make some change. Um, uh, so many of us are doing that in January when we get our January credit card bill, a number of us are going, apparently I got to hit the reset button again after all that I've spent for Christmas and I've got to start over with my finances. We look at our relationships and there are a number of us that think, you know what, I've got to spend more time with the important people in my life, the people that I love. Like this past year, I haven't spent enough time with the people that are important to me and I need to do that. Or some of us may analyze our relationships and say, you know what, I need to start some new relationships. You know, this past year, maybe I spent way too much time with people that have not helped me get to where I want to go in life. So I need to start over with some new relationships. Others of us look at our relationship with God. And that's something that the Bible talks about often is evaluating where we are in our relationship with God. And so when we do our fast, that's something that we encourage all of us to do. And we get to a spot where we say, you know what, like, how am I doing in my relationship with God? Am I doing what I need to be doing? Am, am I spending enough time with him the way that I need to spend? Am, am I doing the things that God would want me to do to grow that relationship? So now is a perfect time for all of us to kind of evaluate, like, how am I doing in my relationship with God? So we hit the reset button and start over in all kinds of areas of our lives. So this series is going to be about starting over. But it's not just about starting over. The series is also about making starting over really count. So how can we make sure that this next time that we start over, that it's going to be different than the last time that we had to start over? Because none of us want to start over and waste energy, waste time, just starting over again. But the, the reality is many of us do that. Many of us do end up wasting valuable time, wasting valuable money, valuable energy. Uh, many of us do end up in the exact same spot where we realized we needed to start over. And I think the reason that that happens is, is that when we hit the reset button in life, many times we do the exact same things that lead us to the place that we don't want to be. So when we're trying to break a bad habit, and I'm, I'm sure all of us have had a, a bad habit that we've tried to break before, but when we're trying to do that, often we hit the reset button and we say, this time's going to be different. And then a few weeks later or a few days later or a few hours later, uh, you know, life comes at us hard and we face the same temptations that we always face. And we find ourselves giving in again to that thing that we don't want to be doing. There are some people... Um, Hopefully, if you're not married, this is, this is uh, kind of applies to you. If you're married, this, you'll understand this shouldn't apply to you. But if you're not married, there are some that say, you know what, this year, I'm not going to date any more losers. I'm only going to date winners. Okay, so again, if you're married, like, that doesn't apply to you. You shouldn't be dating anybody but your spouse anyway. But some say, you know, I'm not dating any losers this year. And then when so many losers keep wanting to go out, they find themselves dating yet another person that's not going to help them get to the life that they really desire, to be in a relationship that they really want to be in. 
there are some that maybe you're married and you say, you know what, this year our marriage is going to be different. Like, it's just going to be different. I'm going to live different. They're going to live different. We're really going to fix some things that are broken in our relationship. And then you get into that same conversation that you've had a thousand times that you can't ever get resolution for. And then you say the same things that you've said that are hurtful. And that person says the same things that are hurtful. And you find yourself back in that same spot where you're going like, we need to start over again. There are some of us, when it, when it comes to like our health, how, how we're living our lives in a, a healthy way, the food that we eat, the, the lifestyle that we live, uh, that we say, you know, I need to hit a reset button and start over. My wife and I were actually having that conversation this morning, and uh, we've had the conversation of eating differently many times in our marriage. And I, I don't know if you've experienced that, but uh, so this morning, we were again in that conversation. So I said, so when are you starting? to eat differently. And she said, I'm starting today. I said, well, great. I'm, I'm starting today as well. And uh, uh, usually my wife way outlasts me in, in our eating efforts. And then life comes, life happens, and I just get real busy. And sooner or later, um, usually sooner than later, I end up back in that same fast food line at the fast food restaurant holding in my hand that same food I don't want to be eating because life is so busy and I just don't feel like I have time to eat healthy. So we all hit the reset button in many areas of our lives, but the problem is many times we just end up doing the exact same things, hoping to get to a different place. But if we're going to end up in a different place, we have to do different things. We have to think differently. We have to see things differently. We have to take ownership of some things that lead us to that same place that we always get that we don't want to be at. And we have to learn to let some things go. There's some things that we're holding on to. There's some things that are holding us back from the, de- the life that we desire. So we've got to learn to let some of those things go. So if you are in that place right now where you would say, you know what, I, like, I'm that person. I need to hit the reset button in, in some area of my life. I've got to start over. Then this series is going to be great for you. If you're not in that spot. Maybe you would say, you know what, I look at my life and you know, things are going pretty well, my relationships, my relationship with God, I'm, I feel like I'm doing the right things, uh, I feel like I'm doing well with my health. Uh, if, if you feel like you're just doing okay and, and you don't need to hit the reset button, this series is also for you. And here's why. Sometimes we hit the reset button in life knowing that we need to start over. Other times, the reset button gets hit for us. Some of you know what that's like. You know what it's like to have your spouse walk in and say, I'm done. I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. You know what it's like to walk through the pain of divorce or a struggling marriage. You understand what that's like. Some of you know what it's like to walk into work, to hear your boss say, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to let you go. And you know what it's like to walk out of work that day going like, the reset button was just hit for me and I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know where I'm going to find another job or how I'm going to find a career or how I'm going to pay my bills. I have no idea, but here I am starting over again. Others of you know what it's like to have a major tragedy happen in your life that totally changes the way that you live. As a a quick update and example of what we're talking about, about a month ago, I asked you to start praying for a family in our church. Gary and Terry Antosh, they lead our Financial Peace Small Group Ministry. And many of you have been through that small group. If you haven't, I encourage you to go through it. It's an amazing ministry. Um, but uh, one of their daughters 
recently had a, a baby, a little baby girl, a little over a month ago. And she had the baby on Monday. By Thursday, uh, Kristen is her name, ended up in ICU in Jacksonville on life support. She had somehow gotten a potentially fatal infection, and she was fighting for her life. So we went up and visited with her, prayed over her, and when uh, me and several others stood in uh, her hospital room, it just looked like the end was here, and the doctors were saying there's really not a lot of hope. We started praying as a church family, and uh, I saw her Friday night with one of our other elders, and she is doing remarkably well, remarkably well. So she is, uh, uh, from her knees up, she's doing great. From her knees down, she's not doing so great. Uh, there have been some very poor circulation issues. That's Kristen right there with her uh, little baby. And moms, get this. So yesterday was the first time that Kristen got to hold her baby in over a month since being in the hospital. So she gave birth to the baby, wonderful, a few days later, she's in the hospital, it's been over a month, and yesterday was the very first time she got to hold her baby again. Um, So please keep praying for her. Uh, The doctors are deciding whether to amputate some toes, amputate some parts of her legs, and obviously it's a, a major deal. But Kristen knows what it's like to have the reset button hit for her. No one really did that, just happened. How did she get this infection? No idea. How does this fit into God's overall plan? Not sure. But the reset button was hit for her, and she's having to start over again. Some of you know what that's like. Now, for most of this series, what we're going to talk about is what to do when we hit the reset button. There are many moments that we go, you know, I need to do that. I'm going to push the reset button. I'm starting over. But today we're specifically going to drill into what do we do when the reset button is hit for us? How do we adjust our lives when either someone else hits that or just something happens in life to hit this button and we have to start over? And I have to tell you up front, this is going to be a very reflective message, okay? So this is going to feel a little weighty, a little heavy as you process a lot today as we're going to look forward in this year or maybe in your situation right now, this message might feel heavy for you. So let me just give you that warning up front. Uh, a way that we're going to also explore this today is we're going to watch a short video. So I've got a video today of someone who's had the reset button hit for them. And we're going to watch how she adjusts her life to that reality And then we're going to unpack it together. So I'm going to ask that we're just going to pray real quick. We'll watch that video and then I'll unpack it. All right, so let's pray. God, we're all in uh, different situations in life. And there are many moments where we all hit the reset button in different areas, whether relationships or finances or work or health or our relationship with you. And sometimes, God, that reset button gets hit for us. Lord, I just pray that today that you would help us process through what to do in those situations. How do we keep moving forward in life with that reality? So Lord, I pray that you would use uh, this video today and this person's story. And Lord, I, I pray that you would help us apply it to our lives in a very personal way. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you need a tissue, we have some at the back. Um, about a month ago, my wife asked me to watch that video, and I'll be honest with you, I, I, I thought, not another video that everybody on Facebook's going to like. 
Um, I don't want another sappy emotional video to watch. So she was in the kitchen making dinner, and I kind of begrudgingly sat down to watch this video. And uh, after it was over, she said, so what would you think? And uh, I was holding back some tears in that moment going, wow, what an amazing story. Amazing story that I think has way more implications for all of us than just her story. I think there's a lot that can apply to us in our personal lives as we run the race that God has set before us. And so I want to spend the rest of our time just unpacking a few things that stood out to me from her story. And there's a lot more than what we're going to cover today, but I just pray that you'll open your ears to whatever God might be speaking to you about in your story, what's happening in, in your life. Here's the first thing. In life, I think we all have to answer this one question, and I think it's a question that Kayla had answered for herself, and it's this. How do you want to finish the race of your life? How do you want to finish the race of your life? Whether you want to be in a race or not, you're in it. If you're alive, you're a part of it. You're in a race. God has set before you. How do you want to finish? Do you want to finish this race giving all that you have Crossing the finish line, falling into the arms of your loving Heavenly Father, knowing you've done everything that you could have ever done with every obstacle that came your way? Or do you want to cross the finish line kind of walking as if you've given up? Maybe crawling like, yeah, I just don't even care about the race anymore. How do you want to finish the race of your life? Listen to how a guy by the name of Paul in the Bible answered this question for himself. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 13, he says this. He says, I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. So the first thing that Paul says there was, I've got to forget the past, If you don't know much about Paul, Paul had a lot to forget about from his past. Before becoming a Christ follower, he was a Christ hater. He hated Jesus. He hated anybody who would want to follow Jesus. And so he made it his life's purpose to uh, hurt anyone who said they were a follower of Jesus. So he was heavily involved in having Christians persecuted, imprisoned, and murdered for their faith. That was his primary goal was to end Christianity. And then one day, he met Jesus. He had a personal encounter with Jesus, and it was a life-changing encounter with Jesus. And after that, Paul said, like, I've got to live different. I've got to change everything about my life. I've got to live differently than I, than I have. And one of the things that that means is I've got to forget the past that I, I've done the past failures, those past mistakes, those past things that I've done to hurt the cause of Christ. I've got to forget all that in order to move forward in life. Some of you need to do that. Some of you need to forget the past. You look back over this past year and you would, maybe you would say, you know what, I, like I've made some major mistakes I've made some decisions that I'm not proud of. I've made some decisions that were not honoring to God And now would be a perfect time for you to forget that so that you can move forward in life. This series would be a perfect time for you to say, I'm just going to leave that where it is. I'm going to confess that to God, acknowledge what I've done, take responsibility for my decisions, and I'm going to forget about that stuff so I can move forward. Now would be a perfect time 
for some of you to do that. Now, you may also not know this about Paul. After becoming a Christ follower, Paul had a lot of really bad things happen to him. Uh, He was beaten. He was whipped. He was stoned and left for dead. And stoning in that culture, what that meant was there was a group of people, when they decided that you've done something that you needed to die for, what they would do is they would pick up rocks and they would throw those rocks at you until you were dead. Can you imagine having to go through that? Well, Paul went through that. And the people that did that to him were his old friends. Those old people that claimed to be religious, that uh, claimed to be followers of God, those were the people that turned on Paul and tried to kill him. And so Paul, in a moment, laid there looking to be dead on the ground. I'm sure his blood pouring all over the ground, and they thought he was dead. They left. He wasn't dead. And he recovered from that. And so what Paul said was, hey, if I'm going to run this race that God has for me, I've got to forget that stuff too. I've got to forget that stuff that's happened to me, that other people have done to me. And maybe that's where you are. Maybe if you look back over this past year or past number of years and you would say, you know what, there's been some very hurtful things that have happened to me at the hands of other people, maybe even at the hands of people who claim to be Christ followers. And maybe some stuff that you say, like, I don't know that I can forget that. I don't know that I can forgive those people. If you feel that way, I understand. But in order to run the race that God has set before us in the way that God designed us to run, we've got to forget about that stuff. We've got to forgive, and we've got to move forward from that. We've got to forget the, the stuff that we've done that's hurt our relationship with God and hurt our relationship with other people, and we've got to forget about the stuff that has happened to us. That's what we saw Kayla doing in that video. We saw her forgetting about something that just happened. You know, no one really had done this to her, She'd gotten a bad medical report, and the reset button was hit for her. She adjusted her life. She didn't withdraw from life. She didn't quit on her dreams. She didn't stay angry or bitter. She just adjusted to the reset button being hit for her, and she pressed on in her life. And I think some of you need to do that today. Or you will need to do that this year, not to discourage anyone, but Uh, This year might be a very difficult year for some of us. Someone here might lose a job this year, might lose a home, might lose a relationship unexpectedly, or may just have this tragedy happens that totally changes how you live. And aren't you so glad that you came to church this morning to get encouraged with that incredible information? But the reality is, this might be a very difficult year for some of us. But again, we've got to go back to the question that we asked earlier. How do we want to finish the race that God has set before us? How do we want to finish the race of our lives? How do you want to finish the race of your life? Are you going to let an obstacle stop you from following God? Are you going to quit and sit on the sidelines and wait for God to come back because something bad happened? Are you going to walk away from your faith because life didn't turn out the way that you expected? Regardless of what happens this year, God wants all of us to press on so that we can reach the end of the race. One of the things that helped Kayla do that in her life was the one voice that she had guiding her, the uh, the voice of her committed coach. 
If you are a Christ follower, if you've put your faith and trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have one guiding voice, one voice that's guiding you as you run the race of your life, and that's the voice of your loving Heavenly Father. Now, you may say, like, I don't know that I hear his voice. The reality is all of us need to learn how to hear his voice over all the other voices that shout at us on a regular basis. There are voices that shout at us and say, you can't run the, way, the race the way that God wants you to run that because you've messed up too badly or too many bad things have happened to you. There are voices that try to get us to run a different type of race, to run in a way that God doesn't want us to run. We get lots of voices that tell us to do that. We even have to learn how to hear God's voice over our own voices. I don't know about you, but I hear my voice way louder and way more clearly than I hear God's voice. And often the stuff that I tell myself to do is not the stuff that God wants me to do. So we have to learn to hear God's voice over all the other voices that are out there trying to get our attention. The one primary way that we learn to hear God's voice is through reading the Bible. It's through the Bible that God speaks to us. So when the world tells us that we can't, through the Bible, God says that we can. When the world says, hey, you've messed up way too badly to be used by God, it's through the Bible that God says, I sent Jesus to die to clean up the mess that you created. So yes, you can do what I'm asking you to do. When we tell ourselves, you know, I just can't overcome this obstacle that's in my way, it's through the Bible that God says you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. So we have to read our Bibles on a regular basis in order to learn how to hear God's voice, how to hear him coaching us as we run the race of life. Now, if you are new to reading the Bible, here's what I encourage you to do. I know you can come to the Bible and go like, wow, it's a confusing book. I'm not exactly sure where to begin, how to start. Here's what I encourage you to do. Get a Bible. You can pick up one of our Bibles at the back of each seating section, paperback Bible. It's our free gift to you. You can download one on your computer or on your smart, smartphone. Uh, there's many uh, versions of the Bible out there that you can grab. We use the New Living Translation. I think that'd be a great version to start with. Um, grab a Bible and then grab one of our spiritual growth challenges. So every week we put together a one-page document that just helps us take what we're studying on Sunday morning a little bit deeper. So I encourage you to grab one of those and follow along with what it suggests. There's a Bible reading plan on there. There's questions for you to process at a deeper level personally, or maybe in a small group, or maybe with some people in your family or people at work, or maybe your friends. There's a lot of great information there that can just help you take what we're talking about on Sundays just a little bit deeper. Now, I was told between the services that we have like two of them left back on the Connection Center. So first service grabbed a bunch. So here's what we have. They're posted on our website every Sunday. So go to theepicchurch.com under our resources tab. You can grab one of those. You can also re-listen to the messages that we have. We, we repost those there, put them on iTunes. So I encourage you to get a copy of our Spiritual Growth Challenge, grab a Bible, and get started. You'll be amazed at what you can learn in a relatively short amount of time if you just start reading the Bible. Now, if you aren't new to the Bible, maybe you're pretty familiar with it, maybe you're a committed Christ follower, my question for you, my question for us is, are you reading it the way that you should? I don't want to step on anybody's toes this morning, but are you reading the Bible as much as you read Facebook or watch the news 
or whatever other thing maybe you spend your time reading or doing. Are you reading the Bible the way that you should? The Bible contains God's thoughts captured in print for us. It's where we get to see the heart of our God and really hear his voice for us. So if you're a committed Christ follower, we have got to spend time reading the Bible. Now would be a great time for us to hit the reset button and and analyze, how am I doing at reading the Bible? Maybe now's the time you say, I've got to recommit this year to read the Bible on a daily basis so I can learn to hear God's voice over all the other voices that are trying to get my attention. Now, another thing that stood out to me about Kayla was that when she fell down, she didn't quit. So in the last race of her senior year, uh, she fell down early in the race. She could have easily said, it's over. I'm done. I got nothing left. I'll never be able to catch up. I'll never be able to recover from this mistake. This happened. Somebody pushed me down. It just happened. Here I am on the ground. She could have done that, but she didn't. She got up. She got back into the race. And for some of us, we need to do that this year. Like for some of us, we're going to fall because it's something that we've done, something that we will do something that somebody else does to us, something that just happens in life. It's going to happen this year. You're going to fall. But when you fall, don't quit. Don't stop running. Don't give up on life. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on yourself. When you fall, get up again. Get up and get back into the race. And I think some of you may need to do that today. Maybe you look back over 2014 and you say, listen, like I've fallen and I just kind of quit. I'll never be able to recover. That's not true. You can recover, but you've got to get up. You've got to get back into the race. You've got to get back into living the way that God wants you to live. You've got to get back into doing what God wants you to do. Listen to what Paul said back in that verse, Philippians 3.13. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the prize, the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. So just understand what that means. There is a heavenly prize waiting for all of us who are Christ followers. So if you put your faith and trust in Jesus, there is a heavenly reward waiting for you at the finish line. And who's at the finish line waiting? Your loving heavenly father. He's got his arms stretched open and he's saying, run, run with all your worth. Run with everything you have. There's a prize waiting for you. And I want to give that to you, but you've got to run. So when you fall down, He's saying, get up, don't quit, keep going, get back in the race. When you want to quit, when you're tempted to quit, and you're like, I just don't know that I can do this. I don't know that I can face this challenge, this obstacle, whatever this thing is that you're facing right now or maybe coming this year, God is saying, keep running, keep running. Don't stop, don't quit, don't give in, don't throw in the towel, just get up and keep running. God wants you to cross that finish line giving all that you have to fall into the arms of your loving heavenly father and for him to say, well done, way to go, welcome home. There's a prize waiting for all of us. There's a haunting question that Jesus asks in Luke chapter 18. He's talking with his disciples before uh, he uh, died and was resurrected And he asks this this question. This is a little bit of my paraphrase here. Uh, But he says this, when I come back from heaven, so his second return, coming back for all of us, he says, how many will I find who still have faith? How many 
will still be following me? How many will still be serving me? How many will still be running the race that I have set before them? And the sad reality is there are many people who claim to be Christ followers who won't be running the race when Jesus comes back. They won't be living the life that God asks them to live. They won't be doing what, what Jesus asked us to do. But the real question for us this morning is, will you be running the race when Jesus comes back? Will Jesus find you faithful? Will Jesus find me faithful? Will I be running the race? Will, will we be serving him still? Will we be running that race that he set before us? Will we be pressing through any obstacle that comes our way, running with all we're worth so that we can reach the finish line and fall into the arms of our loving heavenly father? So again, how do you want to finish the race of your life? As we close this morning, what do you need to do as we start this new year? Do you need to start a new relationship or a relationship with God? Maybe, maybe you don't really hear God's voice because you're not one of his followers yet. But today would be the perfect day to start a relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, Evan's going to come out in just a minute. He's going to guide us through a closing song. And during that song would be a perfect time for you to start a conversation with Jesus. Give your heart to him and say, God, I believe that you sent Jesus as my savior. And I believe that he is my Lord and Savior. And I ask him to come into my heart and be my guide. Would you do that today? If you need to do that, I encourage you to do that during this song. And in that moment, it's a decision that we make. That's a decision to become a, a follower of Jesus. You are adopted into God's family and God becomes your loving father. God becomes your coach who's cheering you on with all he's worth. Maybe you need to do that this morning. Others of you may need to get back in the race. Maybe you've quit and you've, you've fallen down. Whatever's happened, you did it. Somebody else did it. Something happened and you've just kind of quit. Maybe God is saying, it's time. It's time to get back up and get back in the race. Maybe you know someone else in that spot. Maybe there's someone else in your life that you know they've quit the race. Maybe you can come alongside them and encourage them to get back in the race that God has set before all of us. Now, maybe... You need to spend some time training yourself how to hear God's voice by reading the Bible. Maybe today you're just saying, you know what, that's it. That's my thing. I got to spend more time reading the Bible this year. So whatever you may need to do, I encourage you during this final song, decide what that is and then do it this year. All right, let's pray together and then Evan's going to come out and lead us in this song. So God... Lord, I'm so grateful for stories like Kayla's and stories like Paul and the Bible where uh, we see people get hit with these amazing obstacles that, that some of us would say, well, I can't overcome that. I, I, just, I just have to quit. And yet we watch other people overcome and keep moving forward and keep pressing on in their relationship with you and in their lives. And Lord, we all need to do that. We need to have Paul's perspective that we're going to forget the past, that bad stuff that we did or that bad stuff that, was, that happened to us. We've got to forget about that stuff so we can move forward. We can press on through every obstacle that possibly this year holds for us. And then one day, Lord, we can cross the finish line and fall into your loving arms and hear you say, well done. Welcome home. 
Lord, that's what we want to hear. And so we've got to live with that reality every day. Every day answering the question, how do I want to finish the race of my life? So Lord, we need your help with this. We need to hear your voice louder than all the voices shouting at us. And we need to train ourselves to hear your voice because you are always speaking to us. So Lord, I pray that we would do that this year. We would learn how to hear your voice above all other voices. In Jesus' powerful name, we pray this. Amen. Happy New Year, everybody. Man, there's some excited people, especially right up front. That's so good to have you. I hope you had a a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Um, Just out of curiosity, how many of you have your Christmas decorations down? That means the rest of you still have them up. So that's a good thing. Uh, I'm thinking we should just leave them up all year, and then we're ready for next year, right? That'd be fantastic. I was thinking about just leaving the tree up. Might be a fire hazard, but you know, oh, oh well. I'll be ready for next year. So, uh, so glad to have you. Hope you had a great Christmas celebration. Hope you had a great New Year celebration. And I hope you're ready for this year. Ready or not, here it is and here it comes. God's got some great things, I think, in store for us this year. Um, He's going to work in us as a church family and in us individually as we do our best to reach our community for Christ. So, so glad to have you here today. I've got a few announcements for you real quick, and then we're going to dive into our new series that we're starting today called Reset. So if you would grab your announcement sheets real fast, I'll go over just a few things. If you are a guest with us, if you're new to us, welcome to Epic. So glad to have you here. Some great information on on those sheets that you can get to learn about our church, what's going on around here. Um, I would love to meet you personally after the service. I'll be outside the front door, and and I would love if you would just stop on by and say, hey, I'm new. I'd love to meet you and welcome you to our church. There's some other folks that would love to meet you as well, and um, they're usually back at our Connection Center, so we've got some connectors back there that would love to welcome you as well as answer maybe any questions that you might have about our church, and we're just glad that you're here today. Now, if you are not new with us, maybe you're a regular attender, um, we welcome you back. Thanks for coming back to be a part of what God is going to do in us and through us this year, and uh, there are several ways that you can continue to partner with us. You can give of your time, talents, and resources, and so speaking about the time and the talents, would love to have you get active in serving at our church. Many of you are doing that. Um, But if you're not doing that, we would love to have you to be a part of of what we're doing in in our church to reach our community. And there are some great ways that you can get active in serving. So I encourage you to stop by our Connection Center so you can find out more about that as well. For those of you who feel led to partner with us financially, you can do so um, online at theepicchurch.com. You can also give um, through our giving boxes. We have a giving box at the back of each seating section. Now, as you look at our announcements, at the very bottom on the first page, it says, Go Guatemala. So we've got some exciting things coming up this month, uh, and that's one of the ones that that we're really excited about. So on January the 18th, we're going to have an information meeting for our international mission trips that are coming this summer. We'll be taking two trips to Guatemala, and we would love to take 
all of you down there. Wouldn't that be so great to take like all 500 of us between the two services? That'd be fantastic. Not going to be possible. So we can take about 30 or so uh, when we go on these two trips. Um, We'd love to have you a part of that. One of the challenges that I make to all of us as a church family is if you call Epic your church home, my challenge to you is go on at least one international mission trip in your life. After that, I'll stop bugging you about it, okay? So I think all of us should go on an international trip and learn how to serve our world in need. It does a lot of things uh, for the good in us as God works through us. Uh, So we'd love to have you on these trips. January the 18th is a great spot, a great time for you to come and learn more about it. We've got our applications online right now uh, under our serving tab. So just go to our website, theepicchurch.com. Under our serving tab, you can get that application. Fill that out. It's pretty much first come, first serve basis. So uh, the first ones that we get in that fill up our trips uh, will be approved for that to go on those trips. So hurry up and get that in. The trips are, are, or the application is due February the 1st. We're also going to try to do a medical component to one of our trips this year. So if you have a background in medicine or experience with medical missions, please come to the information meeting after the second service. So the 11 o'clock service on January the 18th. And we'll be talking more in detail about that specific component that we're really excited about. And hopefully you'll be a part of that as well. Now on January 18th, we're also going to start something called fasting. So if you're not familiar with that, We, over the past five years, have engaged the spiritual discipline of fasting in January uh, as we begin the new year. And if you don't know a whole lot about fasting, it's the spiritual discipline of giving up food of some amount or some type for a specific period of time so that we can focus our attention more on God. And I know you're probably thinking, why would anyone ever want to give up food for any reason? That's a great question. Um, The spiritual discipline of fasting has been used for thousands of years by many committed Christ followers to grow in their relationship with God. And you might be interested to know that Jesus himself fasted as he began his public ministry. We're going to talk about that more as we get into this series. Uh, But just wanted to give you the heads up that it's coming January the 18th. It's going to be a two-week fast. And don't worry, it will be over before your Super Bowl celebration. Okay, so January 18th to to January 31st uh, will be the the two-week fast that we're doing. Um, If you need more information about it, Go to our website, theepicchurch.com, and on that, we have a fasting preparation guide that can give you all the information that you need to just get you prepared, either first time getting that information, or maybe you need to be reminded of some of it as you process through, God, how do you want me to walk through this fast? What do you want me to fast from, and what do you want me to fast for? So again, that's coming on the 18th. Now, that's the announcements that I have. Now I'm going to transition to our message. So today we're starting a new series called Reset.